I want to take a second to remind you to sign up for the Poso Daily Brief. It is completely free. It'll be one email that's sent to you every day. You can stop the endless scrolling trying to find out what's going on in your world. We will have this delivered directly to you totally for free. Go to humanevents.com slash Poso. Sign up today. It's called the Poso Daily Brief. Read what I read for show prep. You will not regret it. Humanevents.com slash Poso. Totally free. The Poso Daily Brief. We are in a fifth generational conflict. A commentator, international social media sensation, and former Navy intelligence veteran. This is Human Events with your host, Jack Posobiec. Deliver us from evil. There's no question we're seeing an increase in reported threats, and we've got to be on the lookout, especially for lone actors who may take inspiration from recent events to commit violence of their own. Breaking news overnight from Belgium, where a suspected Tunisian extremist accused of gunning down two Swedes has been shot and killed by police. Belgium's prime minister says the suspect was thought to be inspired by the Islamic State group. It was exhilarating. It was energetic. If they weren't exhilarated... Canada asks Hamas to free all hostages immediately. We need two things. Number one is we need the International Red Cross to pay wellness visits to these hostages. That's mandated yeah. under international law. And second, we need to know where they are so that we can begin the process of negotiating their release. With the historic Abraham Accords, we had peace in the Middle East. Can you believe that? We had peace until this character came along. He doesn't know what he was doing. We're the United States of America, for God's sake. We can take care of both of these and still maintain our overall international defense. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, live from Washington, D.C. Today is October 17th, 2023. Anno Domini. Folks, we got a lot going on out there. In Washington, D.C., the Speaker of the House just went through its first round of voting. Jim Jordan did not win. It's 20 names, 20 names separated Jim Jordan from the Speakership. We've got the 20 names. I'm going to, re- should we read them, folks? Bacon, Buck, Chavez de Raymer, Diaz Bezito, Diaz Bellart, Elzi, Ga- uh, Garbarino, Jimenez, Gonzalez, Granger, James, M. Kelly, Kiggins, Lalota, Lamalfa, Lawler, Rutherford, Simpson, Sparts, Womack. These are the 20 holdouts. Okay, need to work on that. Need to get this done. Just get it done. Get Jordan in there. Next, Hamas is mobilizing as we speak right now across the Gaza Strip. There are reports, uh, Hamas is claiming, and a lot of Middle Eastern media is claiming that a hospital was just struck in an Israeli airstrike. Now, based on those reports, which again, I can't confirm, and I'm not saying they are confirmed, but I am saying there are reports across Middle Eastern media that in, in a hospital was struck um, A lot of children, a lot of civilians hit. They are claiming Hamas is using that to mobilize across the Strip and potentially carry out more attacks in Israel. That's happening as we speak. Third, the NWO 
The NWO is holding their meeting right now in Beijing, China. We told you yesterday about the rise of the multipolar world, and, to, and Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer is going to be here in a minute. The BRICS summit is going on right now. This is the Belt and Road Initiative. This is the rise of the multipolar world. Everyone is there except for Joe Biden and American powers. Russia, Vladimir Putin is there. China, of course, it's being held in Beijing, so Xi Jinping is there. Viktor Orban is there. The rise of the BRICS nations is, at this point, a certainty. And Joe Biden's out there saying, oh, we can fight two wars at the same time. We're the United States of America, most powerful country in the world, Jack. We're the most powerful country in the world, Jack. Really? That's exactly what the Roman Empire said right before the collapse. America is overextended. America is overstretched. And while America has been sending munitions and ammo and intelligence and focus to Ukraine and our proxy war there against Russia, we are now embarking on a new proxy war in the Middle East. You've got potentially 25,000 American troops right there in harm's way. Two carrier battle groups, 2,000 troops on the ground, 25,000 in total. Remember, those aircraft carriers sitting ducks, thanks to new technology, sitting ducks, each single aircraft carrier. You get one below the waterline on an aircraft carrier, you get a big one below the waterline, 5,000 sailors. 5,000 sailors each, not to mention two nuclear generators. Are you ready for that? Are you ready for the consequences of an American aircraft carrier lying at the bottom of the Mediterranean, lying at the bottom of the Black Sea, lying at the bottom of the Taiwan Strait? Because buckle up, folks. That is the scenario that Joe Biden is marching us straight towards. It is Mearsheimer's warning exactly what he told us would come if the United States continued this disastrous Blinken-Newland policy of exacerbating every situation. We told you yesterday, hyper-escalation. Hyper-escalation will come, and now hyper-escalation is here. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the best ways that you can support us here at Human Events and the work that we do is subscribing to us on our Rumble channel. Make sure you're subscribed, you hit the notifications so you'll never miss a clip, you'll never miss a new live episode, and we're putting them out every single day of the week. Good, I rolled with bloods, and then boys had a saying. You can't be listening to all that slappy whack, trimatazalitzabam ship, nippy bam bam, like human events with Jack Posobiec. All right, folks, we're back. Human Events Daily, Jack Posobiec, Washington, D.C. Folks, we are on the brink. We're talking economic meltdowns. We're talking wars. This threatens your savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to a 40-year high. That's what I want to tell you about today's episode sponsor, Allegiance Gold. You can try to budget carefully for each trip to the grocery store, but it feels like a soul-crushing, wallet-pinching experience. Gas prices have doubled since 2020. Your monthly bills are escalating. Inflation is an evil, silent force. It eats away at your purchasing power and ultimately at your ability to save for retirement. Don't let it happen to you. Protect your retirement with my friends at Allegiance Gold. Alex, Mark, and the team there will take the time to help you understand your options and make the best decision for your future. Whether your goal is to own your own physical gold or protect your IRA or 401k, the professionals over at Allegiance Gold, they're ready to help. 
They've earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and have built relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Go to protectposo.com or call 844-577-POSO. Get up to $5,000 in free silver with a qualifying purchase. Don't wait. Protect your future now with Allegiance Gold. Again, that's protectwithposo.com or call 844-577-POSO. Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer joins us. But just before we bring Tony in, uh, we also have footage. I'm told this comes from this comes from Hamas. Uh, it's been released. We have the English subtitles. Uh, this is one of the Israeli hostages. And of course, I want to play this video. But keep in mind that the things that she's saying in this video are she is saying under duress. She is saying under coercion. This is one of the individuals that was taken at that music festival there in southern Israel. Let's play the clip. All right, harrowing video. She's saying that she's being taken care of, that she received medical treatment, but you can see on that video, she's, she's looking over to the side. She's looking over to the side multiple times because she knows exactly who's standing there. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, I'd love to get your analysis on this video. I know you've dealt with situations like this in the past. Uh, when you watch this thing, what can we learn from it? Well, you've summarized it very well, Jack. She's under duress. She's actually being very carefully controlled, instructed what to say or not say. And she is in fear for her life. It's very clear that uh, she feels that there's no options except to basically say exactly what she's saying. And I feel terrible for her and her family. This is something that um, no family wants to have to face. And this situation is, is grave. I don't put much hope in her return to be blunt because at this point, there is really no incentive for Hamas to do much more than use her for purposes of trying to delay the offensive that's coming. Uh, I know the the Israelis have said uh, that, you know, they're willing to negotiate right now. The Biden uh, administration is also negotiating for the 20 plus American hostages. But again, I, I just don't see any good coming out of this because negotiating with terrorists and giving into them is what has gotten us here. So. At some point, you're going to have to cut your losses, so to speak. You're going to have to figure out there's a point of diminishing returns to allowing for the terrorists to grab people, to use them to their benefit, and then to ratchet up every time, which is why why we're here. Each side has uh, seen the ratcheting. That is to say the terrorists have been successful in grabbing people and holding them hostage. Our side's been willing to, to bend and give them what they want. It's a never-ending cycle that expands, so I feel horrible for her, uh, but I don't know if there's many options right now for her safe return. Now, let's let's talk about hostage rescue. Of course, the FBI, well-known for HRT. Yes. This, is a tier, this is a tier one 
uh, mission within Special Forces Tier 1 means best of the best. You're talking CAG. You're talking DevGrew. Um, uh, right. You know, Delta Force or SEAL Team 6. That being said, uh, from what I've heard, let me know if you're hearing anything different, but what I've heard is that more than likely the U.S. will be allowing IDF to take the lead on any hostage rescue and is only sending forces over, but will be sending forces over as a potential failsafe. I got to be a little bit careful on this. So we typically will have forward-based tiered units in the region. And I'm speculating, I don't know this for a fact, uh, probably in uh, Egypt and Jordan. Uh, We actually have a base in Jordan that, uh, that I think it's not, well, it's not been acknowledged. We don't deny it. And so those forces, Jack, as you probably know, are always leaning forward. We have a number of numbered plans. Again, I don't want to get into specifics which uh, basically examine every one of the options you just went through. I mean, there's we train for pretty much anything you can think of. And uh, the issue often is not capability. It's not training. It's not uh, technical expertise. It's, it's, it's political will. Uh, so at this point, based on tradition and our relationships, I, I have no, I, no doubt that the, uh, the IDF, those special operations forces of the Israelis have the lead. They will maintain the lead. Uh, the United States will be there to conduct uh, support and assistance, perhaps some shaping operations outside of Israel that would uh, be focused on Hamas uh, support via Hezbollah or the coast, but nothing in country. And I think that's where the line is normally drawn. Could we do more? Could we do uh, direct augmentation and assistance? Eh, probably. But it's one of those things that you need to have uh, task force available aviation, uh, the, the the night stalkers, task force 160 and all that. So that's those are the, the factors which I think will will play upon this. But ultimately, Jack, it all comes down to political will and will uh, the, the Biden administration be willing to do something. Now, this is going to probably catch you off guard, but I do believe the Biden administration does want to do something even though they're negotiating with uh, the uh, Hezbollah and uh, the Iranians, because they want to avoid one thing. And that one thing is a uh, a return of a hostage crisis like that which hobbled President Carter. That's the last thing they want rolling into an election next year. So I don't see them delaying much on trying to support getting some resolution of the host- U.S. hostages, which are being held right now. Right. And, and of course, you mentioned, um, you know, you mentioned hostage rescues and what can go wrong. You know, this and given the density, the population of Gaza, it's a tough area. Um, I mean, this this reminds me of the Battle of Mogadishu. I just have to say it. This reminds this Black Hawk down. Um, this reminds me of, of that's a good a that's a good analogy, like Jack. Go Absolutely. And yeah. people get it goes side. Some of that stuff can go sideways really, really fast. So, and those operations, by the way, had an enormous amount of intelligence supporting them. Uh, Again, it's uh, Mark Bowden did an amazing book, Black Hawk Down. I highly recommend it. Mark got it right. Uh, Mark was able to talk to both sides and actually talk to those who were involved in the intelligence operations. And the intelligence operations in that book are are very accurately uh, reflected in what happened. But Jack, if you examine that fact, I, I'm not sure we would have the level and depth of intelligence necessary to conduct unilateral operations. Again, uh, while I do, uh, I'm convinced we have assets within the Gaza Strip. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, inside of the West Bank. I, I'm also convinced that they don't have the granularity necessary to come in and do a Mogadishu-style raid of any sort at this point.
No, and, and, and these types of operations, again, you're talking austere environment, you're talking massive population that will not be friendly to you, that will be oh, yeah. extremely hostile no. to anyone uh, who's done it. So if, if anything, you know, you'd essentially be having to talk about either a uh, very quick covert operation or, or something, um, something along those lines. Do you, I mean, Tony, let's just say it, do you think it's possible to get them out? So um, I can envision about five scenarios that would would give some ability to do it. But two of those three scenarios requires you have essentially someone who's a clandestine or deep asset who's willing to kind of open doors and direct you on the inside. It's almost a tactical scout, if you will. And uh, those are hard to come by at this point. So, yeah, it's possible. Question becomes, do you have that level of granularity and do you have someone who can walk you in? Because. Uh, with the number of, of uh, the number of hostages you're talking right now, I, this is my forecast. I think they've got them out at about 12 locations uh, all throughout uh, the West Bank. Uh, they can't afford to disperse them all completely, Jack. It would be too difficult, especially if they want to call them back in and use use them for propaganda purposes. So I, I suspect there's 12 locations, probably clusters of, of, of 10 to 12, maybe 15, and they're all within a building or, or an underground complex. You could probably take a stab, so to speak, at going after several of those clusters, and I think you'd be successful. But again, it comes down to the granularity and uh, someone on the ground who could give you the final tactical. Remember, Black Hawk Down. They had a guy outside the, the building in a vehicle kind of telling you, telling everybody where it was at. So this is no small thing. It's a very difficult environment, and it's going to come down again to, you know, do you have the assets and do you have the political will to do it? The, the clock is ticking, Jack, and it's just a matter of time before. I mean, combat operations have already kicked off. The the IDF's already engaged, but we're not, they've not engaged at, in the, with the heavy armor and other things. I'm sure they're going to come in with as soon as they can afford to. No, I think that's right, and I think that what we're seeing, of course, with Biden going over, uh, a lot of phone calls being made right now. A lot of diplomacy is happening. Uh, we hear that President yeah. Putin spoke to both Abbas and Netanyahu yesterday, President Russia. Uh, we know that Biden is going down. He's holding a four-way talks with Jordan, Egypt, um, and, uh, and Gaza, as well as the Palestinian leader, Abbas. And so this situation is moving. The situation is fluid. Same as the situation with the speakership in the U.S. House. So that is why you must stay tuned to Human Events Daily. We'll come right back. We're going to get some footage of this strike, this horrific strike that took place in Gaza just moments ago. You know, they talk about influencers. These are influencers. And uh, they're friends of mine. Jack Rosovic. Where's Jack? Jack. He's done a great job. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Human Events Daily, Jack Rosovic Live, Washington, D.C. I want to tell you about today's sponsor, Fume. Fume is an innovative, award-nominated essential oils. It's an infuser. There's no electronics. Fume is completely natural. It's no use of vapor. It's not a vape. It's not vape. Fume uses essential oil-flavored air. There's no harmful chemicals. It uses all-natural, delicious flavors, and I'm told it tastes really good. Now, this is a habit. It could be a new habit that Human Events listeners can get behind. It's a habit, by the way, that you're free to enjoy and could make replacing your your uh, bad habit easy. Producer Foz tried Fume out and he said that it was a pleasant surprise. Flavorful and fresh, well balanced and looks fantastic because it's made with real wool. Feels great to use. Look, we, we get it. Stopping a bad habit, it's something that's hard to do. We all put it off. But I'm told that switching to Fume is easy, 
enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers. It has thousands of success stories, and there's no reason, reason that can't be you. Join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the Journey Pack today. Head to tryfume.com. That's tryfum.com. Use promo code POSO for 10% off the, promo, the Journey Pack. That's tryfum.com, promo code POSO for 10% off. Tony, on the show yesterday, we played this clip of, of Joe Biden uh, going on 60 Minutes and saying, well, of course the United States can, can get involved in two wars at the same time. It doesn't matter because why not? Well, we're the greatest country in the history of the world. We could do whatever we want. At the same time, talking about sending thousands of troops to the area, this you know, QRF that you're talking about, or potentially uh, an entire yeah. Marine Mew, a rapid response force, as well as the carriers. I've said, look, each carrier is 5,000 souls. You put together the whole battle group, two of them. You could have as many as 25,000 American troops in region, in not just, not just CENTCOM, but in the entire AOR. Uh, the COCOM of CENTCOM, the head of CENTCOM, has been sent to Israel, which, as far as I know, that's the very first time this has happened because uh, Israel wasn't even in CENTCOM until the Biden administration that's was correct. actually in the uh, European UCOM uh, Combatant Command. Uh, that's a that's a that's huge right. distinction for inside the world. One of the reasons for this is because our our partners in the Arab world did not want to share intelligence with the Israelis when this thing was set up in the first place. So putting them all in COCOM, right. uh, this gets into you know people know about Five Eyes and some of these other things. Uh, it, it has to do with intelligence sharing. That's why Israel, even though their threat picture obviously has to deal with CENTCOM countries, uh, they never wanted to share intelligence. So. This happened at the beginning of the Biden administration. Tony, do you think that Biden was being a little bit glib when he said the United States can handle all of this at the same time? Biden is not president, Jack. He is the guy who pretends to be president, but he's not the guy out making the decisions. Let's just be I, I just want to get that out there. And I know it's going to be controversial to say that Valerie Jarrett and, and Susan Rice are the go-betweens who essentially establish and provide guidance to him. That's why the White House is constantly contradicting his comments. So right now, this is the most dangerous single point of failure we have, Joe Biden, because people don't believe what he says. They can't depend on him. And the entire establishment, the entire administration is not seen as credible. The very planning that started for the Hamas attack that happened on the 7th started right after his disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. So there's no credibility. There's no belief in anything he says. Uh, could we potentially do a two-front war? It's possible, but not without significant sacrifice and call-up of hundreds of thousands of, 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 of military members, reservists, <laughs> retirees. So, you know, some of us, Jack, may be having to put the uniform back on if, if what he's saying is going to be credible. The military has failed to meet its requirement, its recruiting requirements last year. It continues to be on pace to not meet requirements again. Our resources, our combat resources, have not been replaced from the 20-year the war in Afghanistan and Iraq. The, the munitions we would have to use have not been restored from the, what that we've given to Ukraine. What he's saying is not credible. Uh, what he could say, is that based on the requirements that we see developing, we will be prepared to meet our, our priorities. But the idea that we can just willy-nilly just go do it, no. And our adversaries know that too. Uh, it's one thing to bluff, 
Jack, it's one thing to bluff badly and people don't buy your bluff at all. And that's what he's doing. No, I, I think this is I think this is potentially a huge issue for us. And at the same time, it's we're we're looking, we're working on getting this footage up, by the way. But at the same time, Tony, we see the rest of the world. I said the the uh, the leaders of the NWO are meeting in in Beijing right now. The brick the brick That's summit right. is going on. The BRI initiative, it's all taking place. This is the multipolar world, the rise of it. <laughs> And what isn't it so clear that what Joe Biden is doing is playing directly into their hands? Of course, I think he's paid for him to, to pay and basically throw the game. Uh, Jackie, just look at the chaos. Look at the chaos of this administration, the contradictions in policy, the the overlapping and serial failures. Either they're totally incompetent to the level of, of Laurel and Harley, Hardy uh, incompetent, or they're doing it uh, because they want the destructive effects. Uh, there's a song a few years ago that came out from a group called um, Shriekback. Nemesis is the name of the song. But you know, evil is an exact science, being carefully correctly wrong. So I often remember that lyric when I think about what the Biden administration is doing. I think they're carefully, very carefully, correctly wrong in what they're doing to cause the effects of chaos. And I think, unfortunately, we've seen this for the entire period of their their uh, time in office. I don't see it changing now. And again, let me be clear on this. The Hamas attack, I think, was uh, essentially uh, encouraged by the complete malfeasance of the Biden administration. They just don't know what they're doing. And if you leave that door open, if you know there's going to be no consequences to bad behavior, of course, the bad guys are going to do things like this. So I, I just don't see any solution uh, on the horizon. I think the bluster that Biden's putting out is simply that. Uh, I think the military, while very powerful, I, I don't doubt our military could do some, some things. It's very badly led by the fact leadership at the point this point is, is not adequate. And uh, we don't, but I don't believe we have the political will to do the hard things necessary to win. So that's that's where I think we're at, unfortunately. No, that's right. And again, at the same time, we deal in a situation where we're facing potentially hard, extremely hard escalation. Again, as we said, Hamas already mobilizing this latest strike. And I'm, I'm going to throw out there, by the way, that when I said it's reported that Israel conducted this strike, that's what Hamas is saying. That's what Middle Eastern uh, reports are saying. That's what they're responding to. I have no idea who did this strike. I have no idea if this was like one of those times in in Ukraine where we saw time and again where Ukrainian media would report a strike went off or that Russia had struck some civilian center and that it later turned out to be uh, air defense missile or turned out to be essentially friendly fire or a misfire malfunction, that type of thing. And so when people are yeah. seeing all this again, welcome back to the fog of war. Yeah. Well, Jack, the other thing too, remember, uh, Hamas has no problem using women, children, uh, the injured as shields. Uh, look, as you point out, uh, I've been in the situations, you've been in situations where you have to make calls regarding the reliability of intelligence. What is actually the ground truth? And unfortunately, I've seen collateral. I've, I actually documented several in Operation Dark Heart where there were inadvertent uh, taking of civilian innocent life. With that said, Hamas, I think, makes a sport of it. I think they may well put command and control facilities and uh, rocket dumps, you know, the, the basically the storage for their rockets are going to fire. I, I don't believe for a minute they would have any problem putting those things in a civilian target. 
and tempting the Israelis to take the shot because it's a win for them. Then you know they may lose the missiles, but they've got this propaganda tool to use. So I don't know that's what happened here, but I'm saying. Hey Hamas, Tony, I real quick, um, I'm being told that we actually, I'm being told that we actually, it's a very short clip. We've got some of this. Uh, I'd like to play this uh, right now. This sure. is reportedly a someone, right? Some rocket, some missile, some munition hit what we're being told is a hospital. Let's play that. So what you can see there for folks listening, um, it appears to be some type of hospital or medical center. And uh, in the very first shot, and we've got some B-roll of the initial explosion. It looks as though it, uh, somebody is, is holding a bag full of body parts and essentially running into the hospital with it. Uh, Tony, before we can, you know, uh, we have no ability to assign culpability of this at this point, but the, the danger is that this is going to be used to mobilize Hamas and push for escalation, isn't it? Well, of course, I think both sides right now are examining what the consequences would be for escalation. And and I don't necessarily think that Hamas wants escalation per se. They want the Israelis to stop. Uh, I think Hamas looks at escalation as a potential way of stopping the Israelis from pushing forward to distract them or increase their level of military commitment elsewhere. That's what Hamas is trying to do. But Hamas, I think, would be happy right now if the Israelis said, oh, we're, we're willing to negotiate to get the hostages back. And if you give the hostages back, we'll stop bombing you. I think that's what Hamas would like. It's not going to happen. But that's what they like. So I think anything they can do right now to build a propaganda. And I said this the other day on another network. This is an information war as much as anything else. And um, I read an article today, Jack, that uh, army commanders are not equipped to actually think in these terms, which I think a lot of folks aren't, but I think this is where field commanders have to understand that that uh, information operations happening at the tactical level like this all the way up to the strategic level will have a, an enormous effect on the battle space. And in this case, this hit may well influence Hamas's ability to, to, to encourage others to join the battle against the Israelis. So this is no small thing, but I think that's where they're going, but we'll, we'll see if that actually has an effect or not. Tony, I know you got to run. Give everyone your coordinates. I do. So just uh, projectsentinel.com or .net, and you can check me out on Twitter. Uh, you know, I'll be out there tweeting away and trying to give people updates. So thanks, Jack, for having me. It's always great to join you. T-Spooky. Follow T-Spooky in the spooky month of October, folks. He's a hard man to get uh, because he's a, he's in hot hot demand right now. Human Events Daily continues. We're going to give you more information on the strike, the response from Israel, what's going on in Gaza, Hamas, as well as keeping an eye on the Speaker of the House race. Stay tuned. You talk about influencers. These are influencers. Stop buzzing in my ear about the boring people at your office. I'm trying to listen to the new human events with Jack Pazabo. All right, so that's these these harrowing images, videos. Uh, we're told that Prime Minister Trudeau of Canada 
has just come out and said that what happened at the Baptist Hospital in Gaza is horrible, unacceptable, and attacks on hospitals are illegal. But of course, we don't have any situation. We don't seem to have any audio or excuse me, any evidence directly of who conducted this or how it was connected. And I'm just being fair. But at the same time, we have to understand that this is what Hamas wants. Hamas wants there to be images of dead and bloodied and mutilated children, Palestinian children, and they want everyone to see it. Why do they want this? Because Hamas isn't interested in negotiation. You can't sit down and have a diplomatic negotiation with a radical extremist cult like Hamas. They want everyone to die. They want to be martyrs. They want to force essentially a giant war, which leads to what they believe as the destruction of Israel. Remember, this is not political for them. It's eschatological. They want to force Armageddon. They want to force the destruction of all things. They don't care how many people have to die, civilians on either side, to serve their ends. That's what they want. And now it appears that Netanyahu, so it's been 10 days since the initial attack, we've not seen the ground advance go on right now. You want to know why? I'll tell you why. Because there's a lot of phone calls that are going on right now between Moscow, between Washington, between Tel Aviv, Jerusalem, between Gaza, between Egypt, between everyone. Because everybody knows that if Israel goes in there, sends in this massive invasion force, they're going to be facing a hostile population, and each side is going to take extreme casualties in some of the most intense urban warfare that hasn't been seen, I would say, since the Battle of Fallujah. And the civilians are all going to be there. They're just all going to be there. They're just going to be there. All right. You know, I know there's been, oh, people say, oh, what about the leaflets? It's just too dense. Okay. It's just too dense. It's too dense for them to be able to get out quick enough. It's, it's, it's just a fact. It's going to happen. So then what happens when these, uh, when these attacks happen, regardless of who did it, I wouldn't put it past Hamas to want something like this to happen because it serves Hamas's interests. But then you get what? Reprisals. You get follow-on attacks. You get copycats. How many of these guys have we seen in, where was it, Belgium yesterday? Some guy drove around for four hours on a scooter, just indiscriminately killing people in the name of ISIS, screaming Allahu Akbar. Because he got activated. And you want to talk assimilation? You want to talk, oh, well, we can, we can root them out based on ideology. Maybe you can try. Maybe you can try. But no, the, the terror ban, when it comes back in, Trump's terror ban, when it comes in, it must apply to every country or every location like Gaza that has people that are prone or have these active terror organizations operating in them because they will be used to slip in. And they'll say, oh, Jack, is that not humanitarian poso? Is that, is that not humanitarian poso? Is that the wrong thing? Is that what we should be doing? Shouldn't we be helping? Shouldn't we be? No, you know who we should be helping is the American people. You know who we have a duty to is to our people, 
to our families, to our children. That's who we have a duty to. The world is nuts. The world is never going to be perfect. Understand it. Embrace it. Get used to it. We're going through something right now that's called the fourth turning. The only way that we're going to fix this element, this fifth column within the United States, is a little something called mass deportations. We are going to need mass deportations of any sympathizers, of anyone who's coming out supporting a terrorist group. You're gone. You're all gone. Illegal. So not only the illegals, we're talking denaturalization of people who already received their citizenship. And I sat here on this program a week ago and said this. Now, President Trump just said it yesterday, a speech in Iowa. I wonder where he got the idea. Folks, I'm sorry. All right. I wish that we could live in utopia. I wish that we could live in a wonderful, fanciful land with magical gumdrops and rainbows and everything would just be la-di-da. But guess what? Locke loses. Hobbes wins in the end. Hobbes always wins in the end. Nasty, brutish, and short. That is life here on the mortal plane. And I'm not worried about making friends here. I'm worried about keeping people safe. I'm not worried about hurting feelings. I'm not worried about microaggressions. No, not worried about it. We need to understand the threat. We need to understand the nature of the threat. And we must have a president who is willing to do the things that must be done. It's as simple as that. These people are in our country. They must be sent out. Whether that's home or that's some other shores, I don't particularly care. I really don't. But this is why we are forced to be in this situation. And then, to groups like Black Lives Matter, like Antifa, that have been set up along very similar, they call them affinity groups, very similar lines, very similar rhetoric, justifying the killing of white people, justifying the ransacking and looting of American cities, those leaders need to be arrested. The people that are behind these things need to be absolutely arrested. Their financial networks need to be investigated, rolled up, and then arrested and charged, indict every single one of them for money laundering. All of them. Material supports terrorism. Easy. We have all the laws on the books to take care of this thing. But you understand why the day of rage, the day of jihad on Friday had low attendance? That's because something like 2020, something like the riots, the rampages of 2020, it takes planning. It takes organization. It takes cells that have training. That's why we, it wasn't some massive spontaneous outgrowth. No, it was not a spontaneous outgrowth. That was a planned color revolution that took place here in 2020. And, no, and how many people went to jail from it? Hardly any of them. You don't think those very same people are going to do the same? Do we have this, do we have this clip, guys, this, um, this professor from, from Cornell? Do we have this Cornell professor? Yeah, let's play this Cornell professor. Let's listen, listen to this. Just go ahead, listen to him. It was exhilarating. It was exhilarating. It was energetic. Okay. If they weren't exhilarated, no, wait a minute. By this, this challenge to the monopoly of violence, by this shifting of the balance of power, then they would not be human. I was exhilarated. 
There you go. There's a BLM professor. He's telling you it's coming. He's telling you he found it exhilarating. He had a thrill that ran up his leg when he saw those paragliders fly in and start killing innocent people, men, women, and children in southern Israel. He loved it. You know, the dirty little secret, by the way, for a lot of these guys is that they don't see this as an ideological struggle, really. For a lot of these leftists, they just see it as a group they view as white, the Jews, versus a group they view as brown, the Palestinians. And so they'll support the brown people every time. That's what you're seeing here. And they'll say, Israel's an apartheid state the same way America's apartheid state for black people. And just like any cult, they will lock you in a mental prison and then keep assaulting your amygdala over and over and over until they spark a response. It's exactly what these people are doing. You don't believe me? Go look at Rwanda. Chop down the tall trees. Interhamway Radio, Rwanda Radio. That was tribal conflict. From two tribes that were, eth that were ethnically almost exactly the same, by the way. The Hutus and the Tutsis. But that didn't matter when the machetes came out. That didn't matter when they got the knock at the door with the AK-47s. Because if you were on the wrong side of that machete, you never saw the other side. Come back here. Human Events Daily continues. long hours. I'm always listening to Human Events with Jack Posobiec. All right, Jack Posobiec back here live, Human Events Daily, Washington, D.C. Folks, look, I tell you stuff is going off the rails. I tell you stuff is headed for chaos. And then people come to me and they say, what can we do to be ready? What can we do to be prepared? Well, we've got a partner called My Patriot Supply, mypatriotsupply.com, and we do a lot with them. Of course, you can go there for their emergency preparedness food. They've got a lot of other life-saving essentials and um, so much preparedness equipment as well as the food. We've traveled out to Salt Lake City last Friday because My Patriot Supply has partnered with Human Events Daily, and we've decided that, yes, we need to get ready for 2024. And so what are we going to do? We're giving away a riot tank. Yes, that's right, a riot tank. It could be yours. Do you believe me? Is that such a thing? Does that actually exist? Well, boys, we've got tape. Let's roll it. All right, so we're here in beautiful Salt Lake City. We're at the My Patriot Supply facility. But we're not here today to talk about food. We're not here today to talk about Instafire. No, we're here to talk about a different kind of emergency preparedness and we're with Joe Reek. Joe, what is this? So this right here, Jack, this is the Resvani tank that we are giving away to one lucky winner here at My Patriot Supply. Wait, wait, wait hold on. You're, what do you mean you're giving away a, a tank? Is that like, like, did the police know about this? We are giving away a half a million dollar emergency vehicle to one lucky winner. All right, so we're doing this, this vehicle right here, this tank, 
is half a million dollars. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, it's a Jeep, it's nice. How, why is it worth half a million dollars? Because this thing is outfitted with so many features, it is almost like it's from a video game. We're talking, this thing has bulletproof glass. This has smoke screen. This has electrified door handles, mag deadbolt locks, an escape hatch, run flat tires, you name it, this tank has it. And this is your ultimate get up and go, bug out emergency vehicle. All right, let's go check this out. Let's drop some receipts. Look how thick this window is right here. This is ballistic glass. So this can take bullet holes, bulletproof. You're not gonna be affected. You're not gonna get hurt by anything like that. There's ballistic paneling inside of the doors. You have the mag deadbolts. So if you have outside threats, you and your family can stay protected inside. They're not gonna break in and get to you and your family with this tank. This is the kind of thing, if you were running around in 2020, you would have any problems. No problems whatsoever. No problems whatsoever. Wow. <laughs> not only wow. does this thing have the ballistic paneling, but it has the thermal night vision. So you can see if you're driving it in complete darkness, you can watch where you're going on the screen inside this truck. That is the pepper spray. So if you have people nice. you can deter them by shooting pepper spray out here that'll that'll disorient people. That's where the pepper spray sprays out of. So in the back of the Resvani, you can see that everybody's gonna be protected because everything is is encased with so this, this ballistic. The, this panel. is the back ballistic plate here. This is the back ballistic plate. But you have your cargo space in here too. And as I mentioned before previously, it also has the available gas masks if you ever need to have use for those for whatever's going on. Ready for anything. <laughs> One of the cool features on this Resvani tank that really is unique is the electrified door handles. The electrified door handles. So if you go to grab this door handle when that is activated, you're gonna get shocked. It's like you're gonna get tased. This is your idea and not mine. <laughs> All right, let's do it, let's All do right. it. Okay, we're gonna shut the door. <laughs> this Resvani tank is outfitted with the pepper spray deterrent system. It has a smoke screen system. That button right here, that's how you turn on the electrified door handles. You also have the magnetic deadbolts, you have strobe lights, and you have on the front and the back of this vehicle, front blinding lights. Another cool feature of the Resvani tank is the escape hatch above you. So if you ever are in a situation where you can't get out because of the doors, they don't open up, well, look at this. Now, you have that escape hatch. Real American patriots, are you ready? So this is the Resvani tank. As I said before, this thing is up-armored, reinforced glass. It can withstand AR-15. You can go and look on YouTube. There are videos of people actually taking shots at this thing with an AR-15. Uh, we weren't set up to do that when we went out to uh, the, that's the My Patriot Supply facility that you can see in the back. By the way, yes, I just want to point that out. That whole building that you can see right there behind us in that shot. That's so that's Rocky Mountains behind Salt Lake City. And that building that you see back there, that whole thing is my Patriot Supply. 
This thing is two football fields long. Their facility, and we've got some other footage we'll show you of us touring the facility. Uh, people thinking that the emergency preparedness food is just something that like, oh, that's just the student day preppers. Or, no, 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 no. This is real. People who care about their family, people who care about where this country is going, people who just want to have the peace of mind. I mean, think about this thing. Think about, you know, just imagine you're, you're walking through Washington, D.C., and you're worried about getting carjacked. Well, not in the riot tank. Then again, I got, I've seen some of you people in the comments saying that, oh, man, I'm going to get that thing and I'm driving straight to Portland. Do not endorse, disavow, Poso disavows this line of action completely driving straight to Portland. But I will say, I will say, if you are worried about something like this, or if you are worried about where our country is going, then the Resvani tank, you mind, this thing is uh, MSRP four. MSRP, $440,000, almost half a million dollars. By the way, the handling, handling was great. This is based off of a Jeep Wrangler, by the way. Um, So we were doing donuts. I don't think we have the shop. We were actually doing donuts at one point in the parking lot outside there just to show people the handling. This thing was great. Tanya Tay, we let her drive. Yeah, we let her drive for the shot. There's actually some other stuff that we did in there as well. If you want to get one, you can. You can win, by the way, for free. It's no purchase necessary. So you can go in, mypatriotsupply.com. You sign up, sign your friends up. If you share it with people, you can get extra points, extra entries, you know, for the sweepstakes. That's how it works. They, they will ship it to you anywhere in the continental United States. So sorry, Alaska. Sorry, Hawaii. Look, folks, we got a lot going on and it is time to be ready. As our country, as our people face threats, we know that we have to be ready with information, but also with preparedness at home. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay a short.